you know, all the things that are promoted in these teachings of truth, what would be the harm if I and all of society followed it? No. What what would be the negative side of that? Yeah. But if you've got the other philosophy that everybody's got their own truth and I can, you know, make my truth and you can make your truth, which is what we got now. And what kind of a result have we achieved? Hmm. You know, why are people coming to the psychiatrist or the psychologist for help? You see, if everybody's got their own truth, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, Certainly. hey man, I can do what I want and I know what to do. And then why are they having problems? Because that's what we're already see, doing. Why there's so much de- mental disturbance and anxieties and depressions and, and all the obvious, you know, signs in society that something's not as good as it could be. Mm. Hey there, happy to have you here and checking out the Breaking Trail podcast. My name is Ruben and uh, this podcast is where you learn to navigate life's journey through ancient wisdom. Today's talk will be about truth, uh, whether all paths lead to the same place or if there is an absolute truth and how we can find that. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Hope you are as well. And uh, let's start. We just had a meditation retreat this weekend. Uh And, um, you know, yeah, many people came really nice mood, beautiful out there. I have to say this like a little parenthesis, but you know, the colors now and the leaves and the forests it's just it's like the whole forest is on fire <laughs> yeah 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 beautiful amazing yeah so yeah, cool and we had yeah we went for some hike i went for uh, i went to a um, it's like a seven kilometer trail you go maybe like 400 meters up and you go to the, and you get to the foot of this glacier and it's the whole oh. the whole valley before you get to the glacier is just really sharp, steep sides, and and when you get there, it's just because it, yeah, the glacier is kind of like pouring down between the or like on the mountainside, so you have this amazing like big kettle almost like you're you're in you're surrounded by the big mountains like in all directions almost. <laughs> it's, wow, it's beautiful. Can you you can see the ice? Yeah, yeah, you can you can walk up to the ice. And it's blue, right? Kind of blue. Yeah. Oh. Glacier, ice blue. Right, right now it's kind of like dirty, but yeah, black. Dirty brown. <laughs> dirty brown. But the lakes, lakes in front of the glacier, though, they are amazing color, like this teal blue. Yeah. Oof. Glacier lakes, man, they're so nice. Uh, it's, it's a lot of minerals in there too. That's one yeah. thing that adds to all that color. Yeah. Can imagine that maybe. Yeah, it's... I, we uh, finished a hike. I don't know. Two, not last week, but the week before, the rainbow hike. I was telling you about that rainbow. Uh huh. And anyway, we ended at a, you know, at a bridge, but over a stream, and you know, I washed my face and and hands and and hair. In, in this stream just to cool down a little bit. And my hair got stiff, just like if I'd been swimming in salt water or something. Wow. Because it was that cold, you mean? No, because it was uh, minerals. No, it wasn't oh. cold. It didn't oh. get stiff because oh, oh. freezing. Oh. I mean, the water was freezing cold, yeah. <laughs> but no, because after it dried and everything, it was just sticky, oh. like so much minerals in the water. Oh. Yeah, wow. a lot of stuff comes down. Glacier milk, they call it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You've heard of you've heard of the Hunza Valley, yeah? No. In Kashmir, that's where one of the places on the planet people live the longest. Oh, no, I haven't heard. And uh, one of the things they contribute their longevity to one is they eat a lot of apricots, a lot. You know, they grow apricots and they eat a lot. And they eat the seeds, you know, the inside of the seed, apricot kernels. 
But another thing is they drink that glacier milk. The water they have because that's their water. Oh, yeah. So rich in minerals. So, yeah, they they reckon that's a a contributing factor to their longevity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I can imagine. I have. So go up there and drink out of that lake. That's the point. Yeah, <laughs> I maybe that's. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I thought about swimming in it. That's what was my plan, but I didn't, uh, I didn't really have time. I had to. I had to come back to. I was going to teach a yoga class later in the afternoon, so oh, okay. I didn't spend so much time there. But yeah, so <laughs> the story so about the retreat it leads about? us up to the point of that we had. Um, we had an evening of, of a question and answer session and uh, there and this is a topic that I've been thinking that we should speak about sometime because it's I think it's very relevant and it's about truth. So uh, this lady was 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 asking us um, she, she, she was kind of uh, provoked in a sense by the sense that we claimed, to know the truth or presenting the truth she thought that was that was uh better to to present it like well there are different opinions and they're all the same and uh, you know this is one way to see it and that's one way to see it and we all have different versions and you can you know different we all have our different truths and and that's i guess what she her her, her whole view of it was so we you know there there are there are many aspects of this, and there are many things I thought we could discuss to this extent. So, if someone asked you that question of, because we're sitting here, we're just we're discussing things that are proposing to be to be true. If someone asked you the question of, I mean, how do you know that what you're saying is true? And isn't that because her feeling was that we're kind of arrogant to to sit here and propose that something is true. How do you know that that is true? Well, it says in our scriptures, you know, the Vedic scriptures, that really these knowings and, and realizations and revelations come as you apply these teachings and they purify you of all your contamination, and which includes skepticism and you know, why why doesn't a person want truth? Because then it robs them of the authority that, you know, I don't have to follow any one particular teaching because I just make my own truth, which is convenient for me, which appeals to me, which, you know, satisfies my mind and puts me in a position of authority. I mean, really... That's one of the main motivations be behind th this kind of a, uh, mm. thinking. Mm. Because if you accept there is a truth, then that means I'm subordinate to that truth. Mm. And whether I follow it or not, I'm still subordinate to it. I'm controlled by it either directly or I'm controlled by the fear of it exactly. or the, the rejection yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, so it's really an uncomfortable position for a lot of people to be in mm -hmm. because they don't want some ultimate authority. Mm -hmm. But if we apply these teachings of bhakti yoga, it purifies us of, of, of false ego, you know. Mm -hmm. I want to be the guy. I'm number one. I know. Don't tell me. See, all this is false ego. Yeah. You know, false prestige, self-aggrandizement. And, and gradually, as I'm, you know, kind of purified of that, I began to appreciate the truth. Because now there's an actual direction, there's an actual authority that I can listen to and follow, you know. And more and more I realize as I advance in this, you know, purification that I don't know, see. In the beginning, I know. But gradually yeah. you realize, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like a kid, you know, when they're young, they think, I, my, I know, my parents don't know anything, I know everything. You know, what do they know? Mm -hmm. You know? But as they grow older and more mature, you know, and they may realize, 
that a lot of the things that mom and dad said were actually true. Mm. You know, there was a, there's, it's kind of a joke, but maybe it was a real statement of a guy who said, you know, when I was 18, 17, 18, you know, I couldn't believe how little my dad knew. But when I became 30, I couldn't believe how much he'd learned in those 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So you just kind of wake up, mm. you know, like, wow, there is some wisdom here. Yeah. But the wisdom of the Vedas is time memorable. And we're not saying we know the truth. We're saying we accept the Vedas, which are the sources of knowledge. Mm. And everyone who has you know, the great teachers of, of the, the past who have accepted and, and taught this truth, you know, have actually proven by their own life's example that they were greatly rewarded, you know, with peace and harmony and satisfaction and happiness, you know, and the ability to withstand all the obstacles and challenges of life and you know, they were, they were radiant and, and they were, you know, on a higher level of, of consciousness, you know. And, and it's because they accepted the teaching and applied it to their life and therefore became qualified to pass it on. That's our whole disciplic line and parampara. And, you know, so again, we're not saying I, Reuben, know the truth. Mm. You know, it's just like I have accepted that this source of information is true due to, one, the person who introduced me to this, I also have respect for, and I see how it is, you know, so much enhanced their life. You know, I trust this person mm -hmm. to, to be, you know, a qualified speaker or knower, mm. someone I can trust, mm. and they're accepting it. This is, a, this is all part of that. I accept it because my teacher accepted it, and he accepts his teacher, and it goes back to the source of the Supreme Lord. The Vedic scriptures are the guidelines for humanity. Mm. And if you look at all the teaching in the Vedas, Let's say you did follow that. What damage would it do? Yeah. What, what damage would it do to you if you applied these teachings? Mm. You know, the meditations, you know, the, the clean lifestyle and uh, the development of compassion and concern for others, you know, and the, the respect, you know, that, that we should have for everyone you know, right down to the insignificant ant, mm. you know, and, you know, all the things that are promoted in these teachings of truth. What would be the harm if I and all of society followed it? Yeah. What, what would be the negative side of that? Yeah. But if you've got the other philosophy that everybody's got their own truth and I can you know, make my truth and you can make your truth, which is what we got now. And what kind of a result have we achieved? Mm. You know, why are people coming to the psychiatrist or the psychologist for help? You see, if everybody's got their own truth, <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's just like, Certainly. hey man, I can do what I want and I know what to do and and why are they having problems? Because that's what we're already because doing. There's so much mental disturbance and anxieties and depressions and, and all the obvious, you know, signs in society that something's not as good as it could be. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, been... you know, you can just, and it depends on the person you're talking to. And, you know, a lot of times they won't accept it anyway, no matter what you say. <laughs> you no, know? that's true. Because... They're already convinced that what they say is true, mm. you know. And <laughs> but 
Yeah. So 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 one thing is leaning on the examples of, of previous persons who who followed this and seeing the result of following that, and another is yeah is then yes yeah, but yeah but then so you can't. I guess the point is you can't know that something is true until you've yourself undergone the scientific process of of you know the stepwise process of doing uh, on your on your own life on on applying that and experiencing that as true like i, well, I can't that's or... one way but another way is just you know the lord's in everybody's heart and he can confirm or reveal or tell us that this is true. I don't really have to go through the whole process of experiencing it over years and so on and finding out in the end, yes, it's true, you see, mm -hmm. because a lot of people are just not going to do that. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, they're just not that serious about it. Yeah. But if a person's serious about knowing the truth, you know, not saying I already know, but saying I don't know, you know, then the Lord can confirm, like he can reveal to them, this is true. So it's just an internal knowing that you can't really explain to some. How do you know? And in your heart, you just know. Mm. You know, like that was how I personally knew that this was true. Not that I lived it for 20 years or 30 years, and after that length of time, yeah, this is true. <laughs> I see. I see what you mean. <laughs> you know, it's... I just knew that it was true. It rang true, you know. And so, therefore, I didn't really have a struggle with that. No. But uh, so, so you don't... there were periods of time where I thought I knew the truth, too, because... Well, what truth did I know? I read books, and in this book, somebody who wrote the book, you know, and they usually had some position as a yogi or, a, you know, some big authority in, in the science of life, said, this is true. But sometimes what, and not sometimes, oftentimes, what was taught in that book I was reading didn't ring true in my heart. I mentally I accepted it. I see. I see. Because it sounded cool and yeah, that that sounds like cosmic or, you know, I, I kind of like that idea, but it didn't ring true in the heart. Yeah. Yeah. But when I met this teaching, you know, it it kind of had some tenets of the other teachings. But a lot of the other teachings were actually not aligned with this teaching, and this teaching rang true. Yeah. And therefore, you know, I, I just, and, you know, my spiritual teacher, I mean, he was so much convinced and radiating, you know, this whole, you know, revelation of truth, and he'd accepted it. 100% that I couldn't deny that either. That had a big influence on me. Mm. You know, it's not like he was kind of speculating and saying, well, I mean, he was, he knew this was true. And it wasn't his truth. This was another point. It wasn't his truth. Exactly. He accepted this Vedic teaching, you know, and his spiritual master accepted this Vedic teaching. None of it was any of their truths that they came up with, you know, through, you know, compiling a little bit from what this guy said and another guy said and, you know, taking a little bit from this and something from a personal life experience and, you know, kind of arranging it and putting mm. it all together. Right, and right. Coming up right. With, with their understanding. It's yeah. just like, here is a teaching which is true. Mm -hmm. And so all of that for me, you know, 
quickly convinced me, I mean quickly convinced me, yeah, mm. I accept this. Mm. But everybody's where they are, and, and some people don't. If you don't want to know the truth is true, if that's a problem for you, you don't really want to know there is an absolute truth because it robs you of being the source of your truth, then you're not going to accept it because the Lord gives us what we want. Yeah. He's in our heart. He knows what we want. Yeah. You know, and if I want to be convinced that this is not true, then he'll give me that conviction. Right. So, and then that would be the conviction that we're debating against when we're talking to someone about this. And that's, of course, a debate that we yeah. can't win. <laughs> yeah, you can't win. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Yeah. No. Against his will... His will is, I don't want to know this truth. Mm. Well, I don't want there to be an absolute truth. Yeah, yeah. Maybe out of the teachings this lady or anyone heard at your retreat, something was interesting for her, or she liked that idea. Mm. So maybe she'll pick that out and add it to her philosophy. She said she, she was really happy for the kirtan. She, she liked the music and the yoga a lot, and just mm -hmm. so... Yeah. It's Kali Yuga, you know, as soon as you start talking philosophy, you're going to have pushback. Yeah. The age of hair-splitting sophistry. <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you say this, and another person says that. As long as you just chant, <laughs> this is meditation, you can do Yugaranga meditation, you can do Hatha yoga, you can go for walks, you can have nice meals, you know, nice, you know, vegetarianism and all that. You're very rarely going to get a lot of kickback. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, people just, yeah, I like this. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. You know, and it's no philosophy, it just feels good. Yeah. But then you have that class. And there you go. Now you got the arguments and the, the, the pullbacks and the, they, maybe the person or people don't say anything, but they're going through this internal, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. yeah. turmoil. Yeah, exactly. Well, mm, exactly. Mm, exactly. Oh, so, it's, so maybe it's better that it's at least, you know, that it's, it's expressed so that one can, <laughs> one can address it. Yeah. But yeah. But, but so to to that like extent, it's kind of like if 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 someone would yeah so so that you're you're what you're saying is basically that you've accepted that there is a truth and they can do that too, but unless they, I mean, <laughs> how do I put this? or or yeah. Or just if you can, you know, encourage them. Okay, let's just forget all this philosophy. <laughs> you know, you know, we agree that we don't agree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's just chant. You know, let's just chant. And you know, that's sometimes the best way to to go. But at a retreat, when you've got a schedule, okay, now we're going to kirtan, now we're going to do this, and now we're going to have a class, mm -hmm. then you kind of got to have a, that's what we're supposed to do too. I mean, that's, <laughs> we're supposed to bring this message to people. But yeah, I, now, now I remember what I was, what I was also wondering about the, something that you said, because so I, I do think it's possible for people to accept easier in a sense if you say that okay so this is the vedic truth and we only present the, the vedic truth but then that also has a tendency of putting it in a certain box of this religion says this this is the truth for those guys and this is a particular particular way of viewing life you know and and that should be like clearly presented she she asked us to clearly present that beforehand like this is a specific world view but then how does that go together with the fact that the truth is true everywhere? And, and this is not about 
categories, boxes, religions. It's the one truth. We don't. Well, yeah, it's not a religion. <laughs> it's just, you know, Jesus didn't teach religion. He taught the truth. So did Muhammad. So did all our great teachers, yeah. you know, Lord Goranga and, you know, all our teachers, which is, you know, unlimited number. You know, Vasudev didn't write down the Vedas for to just create a new religion. He was just presenting the truth, you know. And in medicine and so on, isn't that what every, all these scientists are looking for? Like, what is the truth about the cure for cancer? If they're true scientists, mm. you know, if they're true scientists, they really want to know the cure for cancer. Yeah. And, and so they do all these experiments and so on like that. But if somebody could just come on out of the blue and just say, look, here's the cure for cancer. You just do this. And all your cancer patients, whether they got lung cancer, they got, you know, brain cancer, they got this cancer, leukemia, whatever. If you do this, it will cure them. And they did it, and the guy got cured. Then they'd be so happy. Well, now we know. We don't have to speculate and try this chemotherapy and kill this guy and, you know. Do another, do another radiation treatment, cook this guy's brain, and, <laughs> you know, you know, we can just do this, and it, it works. Wouldn't that be superior? Yeah, if, you, if you'd yeah. be ready to accept that. Like, if you... Well, if it was, it was shown, okay. Mm. You got a cancer patient, try this. Mm -hmm. And they try it, and the guy gets cured. Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> and they go, wow, well, that's just one, but let's try another one. And that happened, too. Mm -hmm. And they do a clinical trial, and everybody got cured. <laughs> then a true scientist would be happy. But if it's not a true scientist, and he's got all kind of agendas incorporated into his so-called scientific research, the grants now he doesn't need to get grants because yeah, what are you looking yeah, for? Yeah, We've yeah, already yeah. found it. Exactly. You see, and all the chemotherapy, you know, pharmaceutical companies that. You know, make it so you got to spend unlimited numbers of dollars, you know, for one little bottle of stuff. You know, they wouldn't be happy with that. Mm. And so they would do their best to try to squelch it. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, that's not true. It's fake. You know, there's no proof that that works. Well, we just killed, cured 100 people yeah. out of 100 people. Nah, that's not good enough. You know. <laughs> In other words, it depends on the agendas of people. But we're talking about true seekers here. You know, if a true scientist really wants to find a cure for cancer to help people, that's, that's really the position of a doctor, isn't it? Yeah. You know, supposedly, mm -hmm. you know, I want to cure people of their disease. Yeah. Then they, they would be over-the-top ecstatic. Yeah, because okay. that's the goal, and the means doesn't matter in a sense. Like as long as exactly. as long as the goal is achieved, then <laughs> you know. Mm. Oh, I, I'm you know an American, and that's a Russian cure, so I want to take it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Or mm. whatever, you know, all this kind of stuff. That that shouldn't come into play. Oh well, you know, I'm a Christian, and, and your teaching comes out of India. Mm -hmm. So I can't accept it. You know, this kind of mentality is, is a very, very big obstacle to people's, you know, spiritual growth, opening up to the truth. It didn't come from India. It came from the Supreme. See, all this knowledge. Jesus, you know, was teaching the same thing. Muhammad was teaching the same thing. You've got, you know, the figureheads the founding personalities of different religions, and they all said the same thing. Mm. You know, did Jesus just sit around and speculate? Mm. You know, but you know, oftentimes these kind of people don't accept Jesus either. <laughs> you know, well, how do you even know Jesus was real? Like that, that yeah, kind of yeah, of, of course, fabricated personality. You know, and. All these people are, are just being controlled by this concept mm. that there was a person named Jesus and, 
you know, he healed people and he spoke about heaven. And how, how do you know that's even true? Mm. Yeah, well, you know? no. So the skeptics are always going to have their arguments. You know? mm. Yeah, but the you, atheists mm. will always have their strong arguments. Mm. And atheist means atheistic, it means really against the truth. Mm. And, and therefore, they have the freedom to do that. Yeah. You know. Because, because, that's, that's, but because ultimately, I guess it, it comes back to that being revealed in your heart. Like, okay, so, so I've been told that Jesus did come. I mean, and, and I, because it rings true in my heart, all his teachings, everything makes sense, a piece of the puzzle, like fit in to the picture, then I accept that as a reality. And while if, I guess you have a different mentality that that doesn't fit into whatever you want to, you know, then <clears throat> you, you wouldn't accept that. Your heart would tell you something else. Yeah. Yeah. Or, no. Hmm. But the chanting, obviously, <laughs> is the, the, the one, and that's why it's, it's recommended for Kali Yu, because it's the equalizer. Hmm. You know, you can argue philosophy till death, but the chanting is just non-sectarian. You can do it. I can do it. You believe this. I believe that. Another person believes something else. But we can just chant, you know. And, and it's very likely that a person will feel that very quickly, you know, they'll feel something, oh, wow, this is, makes me feel peaceful, or this makes me feel mm -hmm. good, or this kind of lifts me up, or this this makes my life, you know, brighter. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they feel that, you see. Mm -hmm. And so you, you kind of, you know, have a panacea that works for across the board. Mm -hmm. So if a person's interested enough to come to a yoga retreat, they're not just an everyday person in, in one sense of the word. You know, yeah. they're attracted to the whole concept of yoga and meditation and, yeah. you know, whatever they may envision that to be. And so they're in a, in a, in a pretty special category mm -hmm. of people. And uh, the, there was a lady that came to the retreat and she said, like, <laughs> she uh, she spoke to a friend of ours and she said, like, yeah, I, 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 I've been to a lot of yoga retreats before, so I, I kind of knew how how this retreat would, would go and what would happen and how it would be. And, and our friend asked her, well, well, did it? And she said, she said, no, this was completely different. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> apparently you didn't know that <laughs> no so I, that's just like i guess that might be for for people that have that experience as well it might be it might be challenged because you're you're used to it being taught in that way that all paths lead to the same place and i i I mean, I haven't been in ordinary yoga retreat, so I don't know actually how it is and what they teach. But I haven't either. I mean, oh. <laughs> Never. Oh, well. Yeah. But I. When I started chanting. There was no yoga retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but if there would have been, I would have gone. <laughs> <laughs> you went to rain rainbow gatherings, didn't you? <laughs> No, I was or, way before Rainbow. Uh, oh, oh. I started chanting in 71, and the first Rainbow Gathering was 94. Oh. Yeah, yeah so nice. it was very different. Yeah. <laughs> Not the first Rainbow Gathering, but the first Rainbow Gathering I went to. Yeah, yeah, okay. I see. I see. But the Rainbow Gatherings did start in 71, 72. That's what I That was thought. when they started. Mm. Yeah, but I, I wasn't part of that you know mm. so but 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 i guess the point was that i i presume that they teach that all paths kind of lead to the same place that you you know it's all 
and and I was also not philosophy. I remember when I came to to Trondheim and and got to know Anja and the guys, and I because I thought that whatever happens is going to give you an experience that's going to take you in a positive direction. It's like like you can't go wrong. Whatever happens is going to slowly spiral up to to enlightenment for you. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they, they told. Well, that, that's open philosophy. That's a good philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's, you know, it'll spiral you up. But you knew if you went through the bar, it wouldn't spiral you up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you knew that wasn't going to lead to a higher yeah. goal. No, I, and, and that's why I never went to the bar, obviously. I, I avoided Yeah, I mean, that. so, you know, you had your understanding of what is higher and what is lower and what will take you one direction or another direction. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I was, I remember one time, because I was raised a Christian, I, I, you know, you know that. I was, mm. <clears throat> and I always understood that there was Jesus. I mean, somehow, I mean, Nobody had to convince me. I just grew up with that understanding. Jesus was real, and his teachings were real, and and they were good. And if you followed his teachings, you couldn't go wrong. I mean, I just knew that. But then, you know, in the teenage, late teenage university and so on in years, you know, you just kind of, you're not active in applying any of that or, or showing much interest in in those things, because there's a lot of other things going on, you know, that are attracting the senses, and mm-hmm. the, the the whole desire pattern and so on. But I was on the beach in Honolulu, and behind this famous hotel, the Royal Hawaiian Hotel, it's the oldest hotel in Waikiki, and it dates back way before all the skyscrapers and everything that's there now. I mean, it's just some small little, you know, almost disappeared hotel in the middle of these giants. But at one point, that was that was number one. Anyway, I, I used to go to the beach there every day, and I remember there was this guy, and he was kind of around this group of people that were always there. But I heard him one time from a distance. I wasn't involved in the conversation. I just heard him tell somebody, you know, Jesus is on the planet right now. And my ears just caught that sound and went boing. <laughs> and I went, wow. You know, what, what did he say? You know, and I didn't even go ask him. But I was just like, where? Where is he? <laughs> I wanted to know more about it, but I didn't go pursue it. But I just remember how much interest that generated just uh-huh. hearing that statement. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know exactly what he's referring to. Some probably some person who claimed he was Jesus or whatever. I, that I don't know. But the point is that just was something that was very attractive to me. Mm. And you know, it wasn't that long after that that you know I started getting more and more interested in yoga and meditation and vegetarianism and so on like that. It kind of just was, you know, a little bit pre that moment, but but still I was like, and, and all, I'm sure all this, I wasn't the only one who heard it, but I'm sure other people didn't, didn't, didn't take it much yeah, interest yeah, at all, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but because, because you, you, that's what you... You were looking for. You were looking for someone who could, who could, who, who knew the truth. Yeah, I mean, I, I was when I heard about karma, you know. And this was again just way back there, before there was any authoritative presentation of karma or anything. This this one guy just kind of told me something about karma and your actions are gonna, you know, come back on you. Whatever you do now, you're gonna have to pay a result. You know, and it was very vague and, and no details and just very general. But I just said, wow. And then I started looking at the life I was leading. I went, man, I got to change a lot of stuff. 
you know, because I knew things I'm doing now, if there's going to be a, you know, a result from this, it's not going to be good. No. You know, so I started really thinking more about maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do that, you know, and so on. So I was, I was a bit, you know, sensitive to those truths. They were truths, mm-hmm. you know. And the person that told me, I mean, he didn't have any kind of knowledge much either. We just had some vague concept that he, mm-hmm. but it was enough to just make me think, mm-hmm. you know. So it doesn't. But that's just me. I'm I'm just that person. I'm, but other people, it's it's very different. So it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect to be able to to pass it on. Like he 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 barely knew, but there was there was truth in what he said. But he I, he didn't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he wasn't mm. living any kind of righteous lifestyle at all. No, he was just like you know all of us, oh. you know. <laughs> but somewhere he heard that and believed it enough to to say it. Mm. And. Uh, so you never know how what you say, and that guy will never know that it had any effect on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember exactly who it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember, kind of, but not really. But you know, you, we never know how how much effect what we may say will have on someone else. And years later, you know, that may, you know, be an impetus for them yeah. to. Take a, a, another step on yeah. the breaking trail journey. Yeah, <laughs> I I know exactly what you mean, and I I don't have any clear examples in my mind, but that's happened several times when people like yeah, in a in some some years go by after you've told them something, and they come back, and you can't even remember that you met them there and told them that, but they're so grateful that mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. that goes the other way, I guess. Be careful what goes out because if you put something out that's non-truth, then yeah, you can lead people in the wrong direction very easily, you know. And we're responsible for that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if you're going to try to teach, you better teach correctly. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, <laughs> that's it's it's funny what you said. Yeah, you, go ahead. Well, well, I was going to because when you said this about Jesus, it's, it's very funny actually. Because when I was, uh, I guess I was sixteen. I, I just uh, kind of when I was fifteen, I went to Christian camp and I kind of converted into Christianity. I, I felt that was the path that I wanted to follow, and and um, they had a lot of like ski camps when you went to this. so we went to this alpine resort and we were skiing on the day and the evenings so we were watching documentaries and movies and discussing them from a christian perspective and and so this one night we were seeing this green mile uh, this uh this guy who I don't, I don't know the whole i can't remember the whole story but this this uh black guy who's uh who's kind of like carrying the diseases of all the people uh on his shoulders and 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 he eventually is is executed as well, but uh, but but he's kind of like a miracle worker. I guess that's a good description for him. And and after and afterwards, we were discussing that, and 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 I brought up the point that I felt like, you know, he was Jesus, and and there might be, you know, many many Jesuses out in the world. Maybe that's not just the one, but maybe there are, there are more. <laughs> and I remember that was also like to me uh, this, you know. Just, just, just kind of like this realization that wow, there might actually be some living person out there now that might know. You know, it just yes. dawned upon me at that time, like oh wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the fact that you were at this event is an indication you were looking for something. Mm, totally. You know. What does it say in the Bible? You, you seek and you shall find. Mm. You know, knock and it shall be opened unto you. So the seekers will always find. You know, 
what does it say in Bhagavad Gita? You know, if four classes of pious men come to me, you know, the man who's in distress, the man who's in need of money, the inquisitive, mm. and the wise. See? So if you're inquisitive, you're in that category of, I want to know, I'm just asking questions, I'm, you know, then you'll get answers. And the wise, that's the person who's really, either he knows, you know, a lot of the truth, or he's really seriously, he's not just as inquisitive, checking it out. I mean, he's really a, a seeker, mm. you know. And eventually he comes to that too. So mm. that's the pious men. Now, now we've got to qualify this. That's the pious men, you know. So the pious person, when he has some distress in his life, some bad situation, he turns to the Lord. Or the man who's in need of money. See, that's, that's another reason. Oh, he turns to the Lord. Or the inquisitive, he turns to the Lord. Or the actual wise, he turns to the Lord. That's the pious man. But the impious category, they don't. Hmm. See, they go other places. They're in distress. They don't go to the Lord. They go to, you know, the bar, or they go to the psychiatrist, <laughs> or they go to, to you know, wherever they go, you know. Or the man who's in need of money, you know, he goes to another source. Hmm. Or the inquisitive is looking for, you know, non-answers, really. <laughs> <laughs> or answers that lead in circles. <laughs> yeah. And 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 then the pious cat impious category is no wise people. Mm. You know, they're just not wise. So that's why a society that is promoting pious lifestyle, you know, clean lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, yoga lifestyle, you know, that is going to make it so a person is more likely, he's in this pious category, he's more likely, no matter what situation occurs, to turn to the Lord. Yeah. You see? But if we've got a society that's, you know, promoting impious activity, then that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, one of the basic, basic, you know, tenets of the Vedas is to lead a pious life. No, that's kind of like a mode of goodness life. Mode of goodness, moral principles. Mm -hmm. You know, just try to be a good person. You know, and then if you, you know, want to really, you know, know what it is, perform activities that are prescribed in the scripture. See, that's pious activity, mm. and. That just makes it so a person's consciousness is on a higher level. Mm. But the impious activity and lifestyle and the societal influences has the opposite effect. Yeah. And people just keep going lower and lower and lower. Yeah. You know. Wait, it seems like there's there's no Bottom, bottom. To, to where a person can go. Mm. Mm. We were speaking about the motive uh, or the modes of nature at this retreat as well. So that's a nice connection as well. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. So because we, like you said, again, we can get stuck and stuck in the circles of, of discussion and, and speculative things. But, but I guess the idea that people can take away from this is like do the do the steps required to get to this direction if you have an honest desire to, to go to that direction of, of and feel in your heart that this is what you want like actual yeah. well-being and and something deeper than perhaps what you have now change because if you're happy where you're now then you can you, know, you don't have to come to our like you don't have to follow this you don't have to come to our meditation retreat if everything is already great then i mean okay yeah. then yeah. Mm. So everything's already great. 
it's already great. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you have to be in a big, you know, like you, I told them as well, like you weren't in a big bummer when you came to this knowledge, but you, you felt that there was something higher. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was definitely not a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Riding the bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So. I think we can. If- anyway, we just meet people, and and it's wonderful you're doing. You know those retreats, and people are coming and. They get exposed to to something that probably they haven't been exposed to before. Yeah. And you know, like this lady told you, you know, it was completely different. Yeah. I already knew what it was going to be like. Was it like no, completely different? <laughs> <laughs> See, exposed to something new, another whole way of looking at life mm. with some information. You know, there's information there. It's not just looking at life from a different angle. It's information. Mm. And that's what people have now. I mean, they got so much information. It's information overload sometimes. You know, but what is the source of the information? Mm. You know, and if you look back, it's, it's all driven by different, you know, agendas, personal motivations. Everybody's got, you know, an ax to grind. They want something out of it. No. You know, they want you to hear what they want you to hear and don't want you to hear what they don't want you to hear. And so this kind of information is is a problem. Mm. You know, everybody's hearing more than they've ever heard before. Like when I grew up on the farm, you didn't get much information, you know. And it was what I what information I did get, in most part, was good information. Mm. You know, they had a little little radio that people listened to for the news, and <laughs> you know. But I mean, it was a completely different world. They weren't. Videos stacked on top of videos about this and that mm. and the next thing. And, mm. you know, now it's just overload. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if you wanted to to, to finish, to, to, to say, to add something else to this, uh, but I think it's maybe time to, to chant. And Yeah, it's time to chant. I just looked at my watch. Mm. So, no, I think we've kind of just, you know, walked around the subject a couple of times and, <laughs> you know. And again, people who are interested in these things, kind of things, they'll maybe take something away that's that's relevant to them. Mm. So, yeah, let's chant. Yep. Goranga Haribo. <laughs> Never get tired of that one. <laughs> Me no.
lagging i'm freezing a bit here yeah you are <laughs> sorry for that <laughs> put on yeah, some more clothes for right. the next episode <laughs> yeah mm, no yeah so yeah thank you ruben for another fun chat yeah thank you Maliki. it's really yeah appreciate it <laughs> get some freelancers yeah. As always, you know, here at the Chintamani studio, we appreciate these opportunities. Mm. Yeah. And uh, we'll have our guest on next week. Yeah, for sure. And a few others after that. <laughs> <laughs> Some new faces. Yeah. Yeah, so, looking forward. And highball to your big family there. Oh, and Lisa visiting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's doing well. Yeah, she's doing well. <laughs> she just walked oh. by here with her sticks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, tell her hurry ball. Yeah. Well. All right, welcome. Okay, mate. So take care and all the best. You too. Hurry ball. Namaste. Namaste. 
right, so that's all we had for you. <laughs> we hope that uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, please write to us and uh, yeah, we can bring it up in future recordings. Check out our link tree to uh, go to our website. We also now have an emailing list. So if you do want updates every week on upcoming episodes and other stuff, then do uh, subscribe to that one. Yeah, thank you again for listening in, really. And remember, stay true to yourself and dare to break trail. <laughs>